Um, yeah, for the moment, I think it's also going to be super hot, uh, hot day today, hot and hot. Um, yeah, and there's still four more stages to go, so uh, we keep positive and uh, excited for the next four stages. I'm sure it's going to be uh, hot and hard. Okay, stage, what stage are we today? What day is it? Who am I? Stage five. Thursday. Thursday. We're walking to the finish. Tom's here again. Hello. Tom, what do you think of the stage so far? Uh, I haven't seen very much. I walked to the finish to do my recon, um, got lost on the way there, ended up in a car fall where I bumped into you and Rachel. How exciting. Uh, bought a Coca-Cola, then managed to navigate my way to the finish. Uh, and that is about as much as I've seen of the stage. We've got, as far as I'm aware, Ricarda Barenfine is out the front by herself uh, with a minute gap. So that'll be her won the race now, I assume. Yeah. Another solo victory. Almost, almost certainly. There's not a chance they'll claw over. No way. Um, no way. I don't know. <laughs> it just disappeared off the screen. It's like 50 seconds with, what is it? Okay. Hmm. Uh, she, she's not got a chance, I don't think. Savage. But also, uh, if she does have a chance, that's, that soundbite's going to age really badly. If she does end up winning this. It's too bad. I'm not going to edit you to make you sound better. It's not happening. That's all right. That's okay with me. We keep it real on this podcast. Um, Amy, I'll uh, turn the mic back on you. What do you think is going to happen here? You said that you, you thought this had Voss written all over it. Well, when you described the finish... So I, haven't, I have not clapped eyes on the finish yet. But when you described it to me... From my recon. From your recon. Um, the description sounded like it would suit her quite well. Like sounded like a punchy uphill sprint to the line, no? Well, not, not super punchy. Yeah, look, there's like a, a drag up to the line. It's oh yeah, we did. It's been a long time since that moment. It's it's not like murder we territory, but it's like I would feel it in my legs. Um, <laughs> and and then when it gets to 150k to go, it, it plateaus out, and then we have the finish line. Okay. Well, someone who definitely isn't winning is Lorena Weavers because she's not in the race anymore. Is that your insight? <laughs> that is my insight. I don't know what else to say. I honestly don't know. I feel like it's been another kind of like all over the shop stage a little bit in terms of like keeping up with the race when you're also like flitting in and out of a press room. And Yeah, um, as a side note, can I commend the press room lunch today? Oh, yes. It was a good one, eh? Yeah, I um, have uh, induced quite strict dietary requirements requirements vegan on myself and today I got to personalise what the Europeans call a Buddha bowl they said pokeball didn't they oh is it right okay pokeball then Um, do you know what I had in it is that interesting to your listeners Um, sure like let's be one of those podcasts where they give you like a little gourmet segment Uh, I had tabule which is the continental term for couscous Uh, French love it fava beans uh, which I think is the continental term for edamame beans. Um, carrots, two different types of onions, one pickled, one not pickled. What? Um, I, I had peanuts. I had yeah. lots. Uh, honestly, the guy gave me like an, a whole avocado's worth of diced av- avocado. I didn't have the noodles, so I think they had egg in them. Oh dear. And I had um, soy and ginger sauce thing on the top. Fabulous. Love that for you. No, it was good, and then they gave us um, red wine as well, a little, little cup of wine. Not too much. We are very professional. I didn't, I didn't touch the wine because oh, I'm because uh, he's a boring vegan. Because I'm very boring. <laughs> <laughs> they always had nice juices and 
What did you drink? Anything? Or just the Suez water? Big old Suez. I was on the Suez water, which I, I'm not sure about the Suez water because I'm pretty sure the other day they were drawing it from like the women's toilets. So not from the toilets themselves, from the, from the, <laughs> from the sinks in the women's toilets. Oh my god, yeah, because that's why it was next to the toilet. <gasps> I feel violated. That's not good. Yeah, there you go. Anyway, wow. Fantastic insight for the listeners there. We're approaching the finish now. Let's see what happens. Um, I'm here with Ella Wiley from Life Plus Wahoo. Ella, big day in the break for you. Tell us about it. Yeah, um, we went round a corner and I looked back and there was a gap and there was like, I can't remember, 11 of us or something up the road and I was like, uh, okay, I guess this is my day. <laughs> So then, yeah, we, it was pretty early, the breakaway, when it went, and then we just kept rolling through, and I think at about, was it 70 k's? Honestly, can't even count right now. But, yeah, we got caught by the main peloton, and then it was just a game of sticking with them and, um, yeah, that, yeah, sticking with the front and chasing all the moves. It's a really hot day out there. How did you manage that? Uh, I got lots of water and just tipped it on myself, <laughs> keeping hydrated and yeah, yeah, it was it was hot, ice. Whew. And was it the plan this morning for a rider from the team to get into the breakaway for you to get into the breakaway? I know you're trying to move up in the young rider classification. Yeah, I mean it was always a possibility. Um, I think you just have to read the race and see how it goes. Sometimes that is the the goal, and sometimes it kind of just happens. So yeah, taking it as it comes and. Any time is good time. Um, didn't quite get any more time today, but yeah, there's some big stages coming, so I'm not too worried. Nice. And um, I heard that your brother was in the team car today. Yeah. Did he uh, come in over the radio at any point or anything? No. Um, yeah, I thought maybe he would come on, but at the same time, yeah, I like to I like to stay focused and yeah, keep it professional. But I'm sure maybe another time, yeah, I'll I'll have him shouting at me maybe when it's a a big one. But yeah. Good stuff, thank you. Thank you. Hey, I'm with Claire Seals, who was also in the breakaway today. How was it out there? Hot. <laughs> yeah, hot, but fun day out, actually. I really enjoy being in the breakaway and don't really get the opportunity to do it very often. So, yeah, it was, it was really fun. Yeah, nice. And um, I was just talking to Ella, who was also in the breakaway, and she was saying how she was pouring water over her head to keep cool. Were you doing the same? Yeah, definitely. It, it was really, really hot. And I think I'm quite good in the heat, but it just felt really intense today, yeah. And was it the plan this morning to try and get in a breakaway? It was kind of billed as a sprint day. Yeah, well, we always like to mix things up, don't we? Um, but yeah, it's the plan for someone to get in the breakaway and it's just sort of right place, right time and someone's got to try and get in it. So today was my time. Yeah, absolutely. And it's your first tour. How are you finding it so far? It's amazing. It's obviously really, really hard, but it's, it's just great to be here and be, you know, absorbing the atmosphere, soaking up the experience and just learning with every day, really. It's really good fun. Brilliant. And uh, how are you feeling about the tourmalade coming up? can't wait terrified but excited in equal measures <laughs> good stuff thank you well done okay so i'm here with justine gekia who was in the breakaway today justine how was it out there oh it was a hard day um the, the um, in the beginning it was so hard i didn't think i had such a hard start in a, in a race uh, but i definitely want to be in a break today uh, because i tried it a lot the, the last few days and Today it was, I think, my last chance to do it. So, uh, yeah, I I, did, I I go over my limits and then I was in the break and then I thought, yes, I'm here and now I have to push uh, through. 
And then, uh, yeah, we kept uh, pedaling. Um, some girls didn't work, but yeah, okay. And uh, we could survive until the climbs were there. And then uh, it was my job to survive the climbs, to be in the final for Edge. And uh, I was there and uh, I could do some good things for her. So I was fe- I'm very happy of today. Yeah, great. And um, obviously this race has kind of rewarded aggressive racing so far. There's been a lot of like near wins and wins from breakaways like were you kind of hoping that it might go to the line mm, uh, yeah of course I was hoping but uh, yeah the, uh, the gap wasn't big the whole time so I knew uh, they were controlling it good um, and then at the end there were a few attacks and uh, I tried to be there a few times but then uh, the attack of um, yeah Bauer friend went and then uh, Marlin was chasing it back and um, then I thought, yeah, maybe uh, when she can close it, then I can go. <laughs> but uh, it wasn't the case. Um, but yeah, I was there for Ash, and that's all. And that's our main goal. So I was happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, this is your first Tour de France. How have you been finding it so far? Oh, I. Uh, yeah, it's it's a it's a big experience for me. Um, it's such a high level. Uh, everyone is so good and. Uh, to take your chances of to, of to do something, yeah, it's it's difficult. Uh, it's uh, yeah, it's a, it's a big experience for me because yeah, it's my second year as a prof. So uh, yeah, to do this, it's yeah, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and looking ahead to the next few days, obviously now Ashley is second in GC, which is a really good position for her. Um, what are the kind of what's the team's um, tactic in these next few days to protect that for her? Um, to be with Ash and um, um, I hope uh, I can all uh, I can survive so long uh, so long until the final so to help her and uh, if there are problems I can be there for her I know I'm I'm not Ashley <laughs> so to be there for the final final it's difficult but uh, I try to keep uh, as long as possible and uh, yeah I think Ashley is very strong uh, we have a lot of confidence in her and uh, I think we are uh, good on schedule perfect thanks so much well <laughs> me and Rachel are fighting over a man this is the end of the friendship I think it's, I don't think it was coming back from this for us yeah you, you are quite protective over oh no oh no oh no he's using he's actually been sending like similar messages to both of us and it's really causing a bit of friction he's got he's got his lines and he sticks to them although he yeah he tried a bit of english on me didn't try any on you yeah i thought we really bonded and now he's moved on so quickly have you a sandwich yeah i don't think i got offered a sandwich either so he's really obviously likes the look of me he's pulling out the stops for you isn't he really see my whatsapp photo with my dog and he thought she looks nice in case you haven't guessed, I'm also having the moto experience tomorrow with the same dude as Rachel. So I've been getting all the tips off him. Yeah, I think you're going to love it. It's a real, it's so fun. Like, it's so fun. You should be buzzing for that experience. Sprint stage as well. I think, I think that's the only, maybe they only do it on those days because you did it on a sprint mm. stage too. Yeah, but like round here, I don't think it's, it's like pamphlet anywhere because mine was supposed to be a sprint stage, but... There were definitely like some quite like long, windy descents. Like uh, there must be. I need to have a look at the profile. But if there's a, if there's any categorised climb, then there'll there obviously be a descent afterwards. So uh, also the fun bit is like when you're trying to get to the finish before the riders, and he's going like really fast. 
Don't say that because my mum listens and she'll get stressed. Yeah, Amy's mum. <laughs> you should be stressed. It's quite scary. <laughs> nah, he, I mean, yeah. I would say he knows what he's doing, but I don't know if he does. <laughs> I mean, if I survived it, so will you. It's closed rows the whole time, eh? Yeah, rolling closures. Like, the only time we had a bit of a dodgy moment was when we were, like, going ahead of the bunch and, like, the police were still letting cars through on some um, junction. So then, but then they saw us in time and stopped the cars, so it's, it's fine. This, the, when you're just, when it's just you and him, <laughs> it's really nice. It's, like, so not stressful, but it's the, the scary bit is in with the cars and the convoy. Like, that's scary. When they're trying to move up to service a rider and you'll, like, have to, like, squeeze to the side of the road. Yeah, you said he was, like, full sending on the grass. Yeah, 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 yeah. So if he, like, so he, he gets sent through the peloton by the lead commissaire when it's safe to do so. But, like, he tries to do it. Obviously, you, don't, you never know exactly how the bunch is going to go. So he tried to go through the bunch but they just like swarmed across the whole road in front of him we were like in the middle of the bunch so he just pulled over to the grass and stopped and let them pass us again because he was like if it's too dangerous like I'm, I would just stop so be prepared for him to just randomly go into the grass and don't shoot yourself <laughs> okay I feel like I need to take some sort of like relaxing medication before I do this I think it's a bit like you know when you're like doing a race or something and you feel really nervous on the start line and then as soon as you get going like the nerves kind of go and you're yeah. just loving it it's a bit like that okay okay yeah I can relate to that although for me the worst part always was like the, the nerves beforehand so I'll be fine be alright well I, I remember how nervous I was about it like the night before and now I'm, and then I really liked it so you and I was laughing at you as well and now yeah. here I am now you're regretting you survived you were the guinea pig yeah, and I, I literally, I loved it, Then I would do it again, so there we go. Are you, are you jealous that I get to spend the day with Arnold? A little bit, like, he didn't tell me that, like, he'd be giving motorbike rides to other girls this trip, so I'm pretty upset about that. Are you going to message him and, like, block him? Yeah, I'm going to message him and be like, oh no, I thought we had something good going there, hon. Sad times. Anyway, what actually happened today? Um... What happened today is, um, yeah, <laughs> Bowen. Oh, we, we need. To, I need to make sure I'm getting a name right now. She's Bowen one estate. Bowen find. Yeah, yeah. Ricardo Bowen find won the stage solo, and it was great. It was a really good attack. She's hurt like uh, quite near the finish, I think. Ten k ish, yeah. Um, stayed away even though Rusa from SD Works was chasing behind who's mm. obviously a mad time trial woman versus like little climber who's 20 years old and it's like never won a world tour race so yeah it's pretty good going from here yeah, yeah, yeah. also off mic we were just talking speaking of Rusa's move about the Demi incident and why they didn't send anybody back to help her when she had the mechanical such a weird thing they've been talking like the whole time about how they're all about GC GC is their main goal and then when Demi got the puncture they nobody waited with her she was completely on her own and that wheel change was so slow like it was painfully slow what like why didn't they just swap her bike like I don't get that it took forever she was so far back no teammates no one dropped back for her like there was people in that group to drop back wasn't there but maybe yeah. then I don't know like well, do Rusa was there Rusa was there yeah but do you think after the um, whole Vuelta we stop thing 
they were thinking, oh, we're not going to get everyone to drop back with her in case Movistar tried something, tried to attack. Yeah, but they didn't even need to get everyone to. They just, Rooster on her own would have been just one person even, like, better than drafting the team car and getting a 20-second time penalty. Yeah, which they didn't accept gracefully, to be brutally honest. They they should have... I think they should have been a bit more sportsmanlike with that because they were saying that everyone does it. They don't do it. it on TV, in the press room, every journalist was like, whoa, 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 like, what are they doing? It, it was a universal like thing that it was shocking that they thought it was OK to draft her to the back of the convoy and that like even that isn't really allowed and then to go up on the outside of the convoy to take her right try and take her right back to the top of the back of the bunch like at the very least she's supposed to get to the back of the convoy and then go through the rest of the cars herself she can't be drafted up to the back of the bunch it's so against the rules and it was so dangerous the way they were trying to pass the cars too like there was a really hairy moment where there was another car like right out towards the left hand side and they like Demi was right behind the car and like they just had to like yeah pray that it got out of the way which yeah it was going to be like three abreast cars um that was yeah really really sketchy moment and also the and then to add to it <laughs> we're obviously on some sort of like boy racer territory um and then to add to it once she got up to the back of the peloton or towards the back of the peloton they just gave her a sticky bottle as well yeah, like, the audacity, like, because it was so obvious that the Commissar motorbike, you know it's them because they have, like, the red helmet on. Oh, no, it actually taught me that. <laughs> Not to drop them in again, but, yeah. Um, and United. We were, that was back when we were going, when we were still uh, friends. But anyway, no, um, yeah, the red helmet motorbike is the Commissar uh, guy. And um, he was pointing, like, so directly at Danny Sam and saying, stop, stop, stop. And then they saw that happen. They saw the TV cameras. They then proceeded to do her a sticky bottle as well. Like, that's brave and also verging on arrogant, I would say. Yeah, it is giving arrogant. Like, I, yeah, I will, like, say that, like, it is, it's as if they think that they're above these rules. Or, like, you also saw, like, Danny Sam, like, giving it back to the commissaire and, like, trying to like say it was okay I guess or I don't know like and even afterwards like they were giving interviews and like Kopecky in her press conference called it bullshit and it's just like it's actually just how like you you guys aren't the exception just because you won loads of stuff <laughs> if anything like you are hold to a like more more like more scrutiny because you do win so much and you're also setting a precedent for like the rest of the peloton so you do have a responsibility to follow the rules and play fair. That's just, that's the simple thing. Like it, it was unfair, and they should have, in the interviews afterwards, they should have accepted that they made a mistake, and that they shouldn't have done it, and accepted gracefully that Demi got the penalty, and it was what it was. Like don't send like, and they've you know they have media people, they have press officers. Don't send your riders into the press conference with all the journalists. And start and let them start telling everyone that the rules are bullshit. The commissaires like, uh, you know, as if blaming it on someone else. It's just, it's just wrong. It doesn't sit right with me at all. But didn't, didn't you, um, also say, Demi was kind of insinuating it was to do with Movistar as well. Um, yeah, this is just literally based off a tweet that I saw, which was a translation of an interview that she gave to. Oh my God, this road. It was a translation of an interview that she gave to Sporza where she said, um, I find it comical 
I've had the feeling all year it feels a little strange but if they want to do it that way they as in I don't know I I guess they're implying that Movistar complained or I don't know because I don't know who she who else she might mean if, when she says they it's just the whole thing of thinking that you know the world's against them and they're treated differently any rider in that situation today would have had the same like the same punishment so yeah it's nothing you're not like you're not specialist he works like there are rules in cycling and you broke one so you got punished it's you don't need to you should just yeah like accept it and move on don't come and start talking shit basically after the race yeah no for real and not not to make this like the SD works pile on but also grace brown i mean it's quite clear that they're not the most popular team we talked about this the other day and said that they probably don't care but it's evident that like other riders and other teams are not huge fans and today there was a photo of grace brown who i don't know where she finished but she definitely hadn't won and she knew she hadn't won and she celebrated um the way that demi did yesterday like kind of taking the piss which yeah i mean it's like it's a bit outrageous but it's kind of funny and if anything it's like a metaphor for like how the peloton is feeling about their behavior this race and like when you think about what Demi said yesterday like she said oh I celebrated just in case I won and I wanted a photo I didn't win so now we delete it and it's like you know compare that to Ricarda today right she said in her press conference she wanted she was so worried about getting caught she wanted to cross the line so much she didn't even want to celebrate she was so nervous about like not winning you I mean I know Demi's obviously won so many races so many more races than someone like her and that makes a difference but it's just like such a stark difference in like attitude somebody who wants to win just in case a photo's been taken versus somebody on their like first pro win who's like so shocked and just wants to cross the line first it's just it, I don't know it's a contrast that just I think represents the different attitudes in the peloton at the moment versus people who are like so hungry for a win and want it so bad versus SD works where winning has become the norm basically and I feel like they're current tactics and attitude is backfiring somewhat like when it comes to well obviously today you know Demi got docked 20 seconds so that is backfiring there and then just in terms of like other teams that are really like actually using their riders taking the race on it's paying off for them whereas SUS are coming in and just like they won't work they're saying they're saving their energy they're saying they're all focused on GC or they're focused on this and that then then you see riders like Kopecky and, and Rusa like attack and you're like well clearly it's not about that um, and I just think like I can just see it backfiring I think it is I think like as well I know they're really strong and stuff but there's on, only so many cards they can play and we saw it today Rusa tried one of her attacks Lippert was straight on it and she said in her Lippert said in her interview afterwards I saw Rusa go I knew I had to get on it same happened the other day when Rusa tried to attack and Longo Borghini got straight on it same happened when Capecchi attacked people were are so are now so hyper aware of it and that is one of the downfalls of being so good is then you become obviously like an extremely marked team in the peloton and they're like it's amazing it's so good to see that like the level in women's cycling now is is at that point where you can't just win on pure strength like you can't even if people, it used to be that even if people expected Rusa to go or somebody of that like that type of rider to go, they they might know it was coming, but they could do nothing about it. She was just so strong. But now it's to the point where 
they can do something about it. And the way, like, I was thinking today, like, the way, like, riders are dealing with fatigue in this race is really becoming clear as well. And I do, like, I do think a lot of the SD Works riders are tired. And I think they they were, Anna Vanderbring was saying something like that along those lines to me when I interviewed her. Like, they are starting to feel tired and they're not superhuman. And, like, five days of hard racing is impacting everyone. And... It's starting to really level the playing field, I think, which is that's why the last two stages have been so exciting and really dynamic. Yeah, I think like oh my god, I've literally just forgot what I was gonna say. I'm so tired. Um, no, I think what we're seeing is like the effect of like how obviously the Tour de France is a race that like so many riders have trained for the whole season, and like maybe for other parts of the season where we've seen ST Works be so dominant, there hasn't been the same level in those races, and this being the target race for so many people and everybody being here on their absolute best form means that they are able to chase down these attacks that SD Works do that would normally mean that they get a gap and then they just like walk away with the win. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I don't know. I forgot. <laughs> We're so, we, we can wrap this up in a minute. Um, no, I had something really... I actually did have something. Oh, yeah. So that's kind of what Cassia Nuyadoma was saying to me in her interview as well. She she was saying on the Tourmalet, she, she thinks maybe Demi and Van Vluten will still be way ahead, but the battle between like third and like sixth place is going to be really tightly fought. And the main takeaways for her from the last couple of stages is that there's a lot of riders on the same level, um, which is which is so good for the sport and really exciting. Um, and yeah I'm I'm so looking forward to the next couple of days I guess tomorrow won't be a GC day but then the Tourmalet you know um, Ashley Moorman Passio is still sitting in second place she moved up to second today yeah so she's creeping up the rankings my girl Ashley my dark horse you called it I called it I just had this feeling and Yolinda Hora said to us today didn't she she was like um, I've never seen Ash this focused before and she's just like so up for it and I'm like yes I should have put a bet on it is that unethical as a journalist, maybe? I don't know. I don't think so. I think people do that, don't they? Yeah. I thought there was like, I thought it was like, it's supposed to be like a bit unfair because you've got like inside knowledge or whatever. In, I know there's that for like, if you know somebody, like if you're close family or something of someone. But I don't know. I thought I've heard like other journalists talk about that. Yeah, like I'm, I've seen people, like literally seen them post it on Twitter. I just don't know. Like I'm, I, I probably shouldn't get into betting. I've quite like, a, I think I get quite addicted. I've got quite an addictive personality, actually. <laughs> Um, like to Orangina yeah Orangina and baked ready salted Lay's crisps oh my god um, that was my yeah press room snack today actually great press room by the way did oh my that? goodness no we haven't mentioned uh, did we talk about it earlier but was that on your thing or mine was it on my thing no yeah it was on my thing then okay yeah no we've talked about it yeah, yeah. sorry Tom, Tom actually yeah Tom gave Tom a detailed gave, yeah, about uh, his dietary requirements <laughs> Because he's vegan, which yeah. you already know. Because if someone's vegan, they'll tell you. <laughs> this is true. Um, but yeah, long day, good day, time to go sleep, do it all again. I think we're starting in the same place again, so we've we got a yeah. slow morning, which is so nice for us because <laughs> we're tired. <laughs> so I can mentally prepare as well for my day with Arno. Oh, yeah. Do you have to get there quite early for Arno? So 30 minutes before. Okay. That's what you did. That's, yeah, that's what I did. That's the time we'd be leaving anyway, I suppose, normally. I think I've got time to get quotes and shit beforehand, no? Yeah, I expect so. Sick. I've got a big morning ahead of me because 
uh, everything that I recorded from my podcast um, deleted. So I'm going to have to redo all of that. Ella Wiley's brother, if you're listening, a polls. Oh no, don't say that. You might listen. You won't listen to this. Yeah, hopefully not. Anyway, yeah. I try, yeah, just trying to get different people from like within the tour. Spoke to like Swannies, mechanics, family members. And it's all gone. But luckily, the tour is the tour. Tomorrow's a new day. We go again. We go again. We go again tomorrow. Uh-huh. The tour is longer. Exactly. We keep fighting day by day. Yeah, I'm gonna go and see if I can find my glasses. Oh. I think I might have left them on the bed in the the, the round bed. <laughs> Guys, I walked into my hotel. <laughs> Just to give you an idea of what sort of place we're in. Um, yeah, I walked into my hotel room and the walls are adorned with flamingo wallpaper can you see why I didn't want to walk home that is not who I expected to be driving that car no. I think sometimes people in cars um, listen to their music for so long they don't realise how loud it is do you know what I mean like I don't think he clocked he wasn't even like he wasn't trying to be a yob he no he wasn't he didn't even have a bad boy face on like he just looked like a he looked like someone's dad like a dad yeah um but yeah, you know, oh yeah, my, no, but my flamingo wallpaper oh, yeah. and my, my my round bed, and the man was like, "Oh, this is a special bed, there. this is a round," and I was like, um, "Don't actually want that." I just who likes that? Who wants that? My <laughs> <laughs> I literally scoffed at you, and I like blew the candle out with the with the air from my nostrils. Party trick, honestly, God, yeah, great. My phone's just told me it's time for bed, but it's not because I need to carry on working. Oh God, you've had such a day of it today, haven't you? I have had a day. I've had a few days, to be fair. Yeah. Last night I was up till one again. Yeah, we need you need more sleep. We need to you need a you need a fresh eyes, fresh head for the motorbike ride tomorrow. Just so you fully embrace the experience. Actually, no, I don't want you to have too much of a good time though, because uh, I don't want it to trump mine and Arno's experience. What if we hit it off way more? I think we'll have to have. Are we going to be done? I think we'll have to have some serious chats about uh, how our friendship <laughs> continues, to be honest. Oh my god, will you scratch my car? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to key your car, mate. I don't want to scratch your car after you were shouting people, what you were shouting at people the other day. If you scratch my car, I'll scratch your eyes out. <laughs> I didn't mean it. I know how to, yeah, I know what to do, actually, if you and I know enough together, mate. That car, I'll egg it. Egg it? Yeah, it's a bit more That's. Bit more dramatic, right? More, more dramatic, also less um, permanent, lasting damage to yeah. the car. I don't want to deal with Sam though, so I'll just yeah. Egg it, then it yeah, you, you're not hurting me as much as Sam when you scratch it. So if you egg it, I have to clean it. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's probably enough. I mean, me and Arno, it was one. It was one day. Like, I'm not. It's a one-time thing. Plenty more fish in the sea. <laughs> okay. We got anything else to say? No, I feel like we're just spiralling because we're so tired. We're delusional at this point. Yeah. 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 India, any words for the pod? No. <laughs> Excellent. Good night. Good night.